a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. After a very hectic, very divisive, very ad filled midterm election cycle, I think many Americans were really hoping they could just exhale. Just for a second. But are we getting ahead of ourselves? Is this really an exhale moment or is this time to gear up for some serious conversation about fiscal issues in the Congress? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, it is time to think again. You can't exhale, folks. Uh, During the next few weeks, Congress is going to face major financial decisions that will impact all Americans. And while many are hoping to tackle these uh, issues during the lame duck period rather than wait for the new Congress in January, uh, it is going to be very interesting to see how this gets navigated. Uh, What are the responsibilities? What are the challenges? And how do they get any of this done? Uh, Really thrilled to have joining us Caitlin Emma, who's the budget and appropriations reporter for Politico. Uh, She covers the federal budget and congressional spending bills on Capitol Hill for Politico Pro. And uh, Caitlin, this this is your time of year now. (laughs) The lame duck is yours. Uh, And as you rightly put in your piece in Politico today, fiscal winter is coming. Uh, Tell us, what are some of those uh, chilly, hilly climbs we got to look forward to? Right. Well, yeah, I I feel like I have found myself at the end of the year being stuck on sort of the same story where, you know, Congress is sort of hurtling toward a massive year-end government funding package that they're trying to cram through, um, you know, right right at Christmas time. And we're in the same exact scenario um, this year, of course. Government funding runs out on December 16th. So, you know, Congress has uh, just a few weeks to reach a deal on a government, an annual government funding package that would total, you know, more than one and a half trillion dollars and fund federal agencies in fiscal 2023. You know, all manner of items could get attached to that bill. It's sort of seen as this huge last-minute legislative vehicle out the door before everybody goes home for the holidays and before the next Congress starts in January. So it's really seen as sort of like, you know, wiping the legislative slate clean and getting all of these things done. Um, you know, that is one huge thing. You know, that is nothing to say of the fact that, you know, there's talk now of, you know, maybe congressional leaders might have to do something to um, raise the debt ceiling in the next couple months in order to avoid a high-stakes standoff next year. Um, the debt ceiling is essentially the nation's credit card limit, um, and we are going to hit that limit next year uh, if Congress doesn't do anything about it. And that would be, you know, catastrophic. It's much, much worse than a government shutdown. So there's some discussion about whether or not that needs to happen in the next couple of weeks. 
Uh, and that could potentially be a really big deal and a really big time suck. So lots to do, not a lot of time. <laughs> not a lot of time. Not a lot of uh, legislative days uh, left on that calendar when you take out uh, a little bit for Thanksgiving and, and then marching uh, towards uh, the, the holidays there. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so as, as you look at the, let's kind of break them down one at a time here. Looking at uh, what has to be done by the 16th is, you know, when the, the money is uh, ready to run out. So do you see this going into a big uh, omnibus kind of package? Do we punt this down the road for uh, in, for the new Congress to deal with in January, February, or March? Uh, and what gets, what gets rolled into that? Right. Well, uh, actually, just, just a moment ago, I spoke to um, Senate Appropriations Chair Patrick Leahy, who's retiring at the end of the year. Um, you know, he said he's been in close count, uh, contact with his Republican counterpart, um, Richard Shelby, now, the two of them are longtime negotiating partners on government funding, and they really want to get a deal done. Um, you know, they said that they're pretty close to agreeing on some, like, overall, like, big details. So I think it's very possible that, you know, there's strong impetus there for them to reach an agreement, um, which would be a really big deal. It would go a really long way toward getting something like a massive government funding package through Congress. But, you know, when it comes to the debt ceiling, it's... It, seemed like over the weekend you had Schumer and Pelosi sort of going on TV or, you know, holding press conferences and they were getting asked about this. And, and they're not disclosing, you know, too many details at the moment, but they are saying like, yes, it's very important that we like think about this, um, you know, and, and it seems as though they're hinting toward the fact that something might have to get done in the next couple months. But um, a key detail is that Schumer, at least at the moment, seems to want to do that in a bipartisan way, which would mean negotiating a deal with Republicans on the debt limit, which would be a pretty painstaking process. Um, so that will be really interesting to watch play out if that's the case. Yeah, that one's going to be fascinating. And, and uh, again, a lot of long range impacts there. It is one of those that always seems to get to the Armageddon moment and uh, and then gets done in the end. We've, we've never defaulted and. Sometimes I think we, we get a lot of political leverage out of that. Uh, both Democrats and Republicans alike uh, use it for a lot of political fundraising for sure. Uh, but I want to get to some, totally. of the, some of the more subtle things in there that you pulled out in your piece I thought were really important. Uh, you talked about the uh, Ukraine aid uh, as one issue that is, is a financial one that's got to be determined. You also talked about some of the recession uh, relief components that the president's been uh, trying to get to and then, and then Medicare. Yeah, so there are some other interesting elements to talk about, you know, within with respect to the next couple months and beyond. Um, Ukraine aid, military assistance to Ukraine in its war against Russia is a big deal. Um, you know, Nancy Pelosi has promised to include more assistance in a year-end government funding deal. Uh, at the same time, you have some Republicans who suggest that, you know, the country should not be getting any more 
um, you know, military aid from the U.S. And that's only some Republicans. There are other Republicans who think it's critical that we, you know, do not back down um, as a partner in sort of that effort. So you kind of have this split among, you know, the Republican Party over how to approach more funding for Ukraine. And that's an issue that's not going to go away. You know, it's something that Congress should probably handle in the next couple months, and the country might need ongoing assistance, including economic assistance next year. Um, There's also the question of, you know, if we are entering a recession next year, does Congress have to do anything about it? Do they have to help struggling households? And that might look a little bit different this time around, just because, um, you know, inflation is so high. The Federal Reserve is doing, you know, these rapid rate hikes to combat inflation and passing a huge, you know, relief package would probably um, run counter to the Federal Reserve's efforts to help with inflation. So Congress might have to think next year about whether or not, you know, um, you know the neediest families need some kind of targeted assistance like food aid or unemployment benefits. Uh, and then finally, um, there are a number of sort of Medicare cuts that are looming um, early next year if Congress doesn't work to head them off at the end of this year. Uh, right now, it seems like that is sort of all good to go, but you never know. Sometimes these things get thrown around at the last minute as like a political football. Yeah, that is the uh, political football of all political footballs, and uh, those will continue to to play along uh, for sure. Anything else you're watching for as uh, we get between now and uh, the break uh, come uh, mid-December? I think the closest thing I'm watching at the moment is sort of, um, you know, this this discussion about the debt ceiling. Uh, Democrats right now are hold slim majorities in both the House and the Senate. Um, That could change very soon in the House. Uh, You know, next year, we could be looking at the Republican House and the Democratic Senate. Uh, There's a lot of concern about whether Republicans will, you know, use the debt ceiling to extract painful concessions from Democrats in some kind of, like, intense partisan standoff next year. Um, So Democrats have, like, an opportunity in the next couple months to use something called budget reconciliation to lift the debt limit on their own without Republican votes. You know, if they wanted to do that, um, they still have that window to do so. It would be really time-consuming, but it it doesn't seem, at least at the moment, that that Democrats are seriously considering that. It seems like they might be, you know, trying to negotiate with Republicans on the debt limit. So. Now, whether or not um, Senate Minority, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is willing to do that or Republicans are willing to have that discussion or, you know, how things might get done before the end of the year, I think could be really fascinating to watch. Yeah, great insight. Caitlin Emmons, the Budget and Appropriations Reporter for Politico. Caitlin, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Great insight from Caitlin there. That, it's complicated. There's a lot of numbers in there that need to be crunched, but funding the government Dealing with the debt ceiling, you got aid to Ukraine, Medicare, and what gets done in terms of recession relief. Now, those are all things that could take a lot of time, and there aren't that many legislative days left. Uh, and this is what happens when we don't follow the right process. When Congress doesn't do a budget, when we don't have appropriations bills going through committees, when we throw all of this together, we end up with an Armageddon moment, and the people that lose are always us. We've got to figure out a way to get this done differently. We'll keep all eyes on Congress in the next few weeks. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. 
In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.